Let's, uh, let's get started. Welcome to the regularly scheduled Planning Commission meeting for Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Please take the roll. Thank you, Chair Comden. Commissioner Abbey? Here. Commissioner Busa? Here. Commissioner Farley? Here. Commissioner McCarty? Here. Commissioner Zucker? Here. Vice Chair Lagerquist? Here. Chair Comden? I'm here. Thank you. Public communications. Public communications is the time set aside during the committee meetings for members of the public to address the committee on planning related business other than scheduled agenda items. Mr. Clerk, do we have any speakers? Thank you, Chair. We do not have any public communications. Very good. Let's move on to consent items. Approval of the Planning Commission meeting minutes for November 29th of last year. Uh, do we have any changes or addendum? I just had a question for staff if we needed to change. I saw the, although I was not here, the housing element program and when I was reviewing uh, the minutes <clears throat> identified that the item would be continued to tonight's meeting and I do not see it on the agenda so I don't know if we need to make an a, a, um, adjustment to the minutes to continue it to a future meeting. So the action was taken at that meeting and since it was continued to this meeting and it's not actually on the agenda, the item just dies. Um, which actually does have one benefit in that we will completely re-notice the item when we bring it back to you. So we'll redo the newspaper notice and it'll actually bring more awareness to it. The plan is to come back in February. Unfortunately, it was an error that it didn't make it on here, but um, we just don't have to take any action and we don't need to amend the minutes um, to adjust since that was your actual action at that time. Thank you though for noticing that. Thank you. Good comment. Any other comments? Yes, Vice Chair. Uh, I just had a quick question from staff. Um, on the on number three there's i didn't understand the wording so i just wanted to get clarification or whether we need to clarify but the sentence reads to establish regulations for low barrier navigation centers amend parking uh, requirements for emergency shelters establish ministerial review for certain housing projects require no let net loss in dwelling units and replacement of affordable units for housing projects i don't understand um, the wording so um, this was kind of the list of all the things that that ordinance did. I, I see that it doesn't read correctly and it should have read something like, and a requirement to uh, replace affordable units okay. for housing projects. That being said, this was how it was noticed. Okay. So I think we can leave it, okay. but I will definitely fix that for next time and I see why that's a bit confusing. So again, thank you. This is a a super complicated project that I'll talk a little bit more at the end of the meeting. Perfect, about. thank you. All right, any other comments on the minutes? Okay, with that, do we have a motion to approve them, please? So moved. Okay, do we have a second? I'll second. All right. Shall we vote verbally or electronically? Yes, you can now enter your vote. Waiting for two more. All votes have been entered. Okay, very good. Thank you. Let's move on to formal items. The first item is the election of the Planning Commission Chair and Vice Chair for 2024. As is customary, every two years, we select the new Chair and Vice Chair. I have sat in this role for the 
past two years. And I'd just like to say it's been an honor, and uh, uh, I greatly appreciate the help uh, that you've all given me as chair, and I look forward to sitting in a different position and uh, assisting the new chair and vice chair moving forward. So with that, do we have any nominations for uh, chair? Uh, I, thank you. I would like to nominate Vice Chair Jenny Lagerquist to reign as chair for our planning commission. All right. Um, do we have any other, no do I need a second for that or no? Um, do we have any other nominations? Commissioner Abbey. Um, unless there's other nominations, I move that we close nominations. Okay. Are there any other nominations? All right. Very good. Um, do I ask for a first and a second on this as well? Okay. Yes. Um, so, uh, do we have a second to Commissioner Abbey's recommendation? Uh, I'll second. Okay. Commissioner Zucker. So with that, we now vote. You can now enter your vote. All votes have been entered. Look at that, unanimous. Congratulations. And with that, I hand over the gavel to you. I guess I need to turn my speaker on now, huh? Well, I really appreciate that, all of you. I appreciate the, the faith. Um, and I just want to start out by saying this, this is a, um, an honor. And I want to always keep it open to all of your ideas that I, and hope to fill David's shoes as well as I can. He's done a wonderful job. I'm very appreciative. And we'll be glad that you're still around to assist. Um, but yes, please, you know, always stop me if you have a concern or an idea or a question or whatever it is. Please don't hesitate to speak up. Okay, so with that, um, I think we have to move on to the vice chair. Do I have, and so you might have to help me through this process, but do I have any nominations for the vice chair? I'd like to nominate Commissioner Abbey as vice chair. Do you have any further nominations? Yes. I have a comment. Sure. I greatly appreciate the sentiment and the confidence of Commissioner McCarty, but I would prefer not to serve in that role. Uh, I'll nominate Commissioner Busa for vice chair. And because I can't show up on your thing, I would like to nominate uh, Commissioner Farley. Okay. So, uh, please do. Okay. So, are there any further nominations before we move forward? Do we have to close the nominations first? I'll defer to the secretary. I believe so. Yes. Okay. So, do I have a move to close the nominations? I so move. And a second. <laughs> Got to be quick on the button. Great. Okay. So I believe we need to vote on those nominations in the order that they were received. So that's correct. So um, with that, can we do a vote for Commissioner Busa for Vice Chair? I believe it, was, it should start with uh, Commissioner Farley, actually. Was there, yeah, there was a substitute motion. So yeah, we would start with a substitute motion. So I read the procedure last night, and it was it was the nominations 
in the order they were received. Okay. Uh, I, I have not reviewed this closely recently. So right. if that's the way they did it last night, that's probably the way we should do it here. <laughs> okay. Okay. My mistake. <laughs> well, I actually read it. <laughs> I have a copy here for oh, great. you. <laughs> okay, so can we do the, the vote for um, Commissioner Busa, okay. Vice Chair? Vote for Commissioner Busa as Vice Chair. You should now be able to enter your vote. All votes have been entered. Four eyes. Motion carries. Congratulations. All right, congratulations. Okay, so I believe we can move on to our project for the evening, um, which is Project 220117, the AutoZone Major Design Review and Exceptions, located at 2610 East Main Street. Um, so I believe we start out with the staff presentation. Is that correct? Great. I'm going to turn it over to staff. Good evening, Planning Commission. My name is Grant White. I'm an assistant planner with the Community Development Department. Um, it is my pleasure uh, to speak before you tonight at my first Planning Commission. Welcome. Uh, before you tonight is a request for a major design review an exception to rebuild a new commercial building at 2610 East Main Street. Next slide, please. The property is located within the Midtown Corridors Development Code in the Midtown community. The subject site sits at the corner of South Catherine Drive and East Main Street. It is approximately 21,000 square feet in size. Next slide, please. The subject property is surrounded by a variety of uses, including office, residential, medical, and commercial, and approximately 76,000 square foot public city parking lot sits south of the project site. Next slide, please. The site was previously composed of a commercial auto zone store. The previous building caught on fire twice, and the structure has since been demolished. The site currently sits vacant. Sidewalks exist on both East Main Street and South Catherine Drive. Uh, vehicular access to the site is provided in the form of two commercial driveways on both South Catherine Drive and East Main Street. Next slide, please. The Midtown Quarters Development code requires major design review for all new developments in the T5.2 urban center zone. Additionally, the project includes an exception for the parking placement requiring planning commission review. The project proposed consists of an approximately 6,000 square foot one story auto zone building. The project proposes a new parking lot on the southeast side of the building and at the rear of the building abutting the shared driveway to the neighboring public parking lot. Additionally, improvements in the public right-of-way at the corner of South Catherine Drive and East Main Street are proposed. Two new commercial driveways are additionally proposed. Next slide, please. The T5.2 zone and development standards permit a maximum of six stories 
and 75 feet. The proposed project meets these requirements by proposing a building 18 feet in height. The project will utilize the shop front and awning frontage, which allows for zero setbacks for commercial buildings. The subject site is also located within the residential overlay two. The overlay encourages new development to maintain compatibility with the residential character of Midtown and for buildings not to exceed three stories in height or a maximum height of 40 feet. The project complies with the overlay standards and dis displays appropriate building massing with the surrounding area. Overall, the proposed building is consistent with the Midtown Corridors Development Code Zone and Development Standards. Next slide, please. The proposed project will develop the vacant lot where the previous auto zone was located and will generally keep the same height, form, and massing. The mid-century modern design building will utilize a simple palette of AutoZone branded colors and will feature a simplification of materials. Next slide, please. The proposed landscaping is well integrated throughout the site. Multiple drought tolerant plants are proposed in the landscape area, incorporating a hierarchy of plantings that will be ornamental and enhance the overall building design. The landscaping helps to provide a buffer from surrounding properties and screening of the parking lot. There are existing palm trees along the perimeter of the sites planted within the sidewalks. The DRC provided landscaping recommendations that the applicant has incorporated into their plans. Uh, the applicant will go further into detail in their presentation. Next slide, please. A standard of the Midtown Corridor's development code is to provide parking within the rear 50% of the lot. An exception for the parking placement is required because the majority of the required parking spaces are not placed in the rear 50% of the lot. The project requires 20 parking spaces for an approximately 6,000 square foot commercial building. To provide the required parking spaces, the parking spaces within the rear 50% lot is spatially challenging. The proposed site configuration is very similar to the pre-existing AutoZone site, but now provides the required number of parking spaces. Although there is access to the site from East Main Street, the primary access to the site will be from South Catherine Drive and will accomplish the goals of formalizing parking access from the driveway located in the rear of the property. The driveway off of South Catherine Drive is additionally used as a common driveway to provide access to more than one site. The project design reasonably achieves the intent of the standard for which the exception is being requested and exceeds the intent of other standards that offset the result of the, accepted, of the requested exception by meeting the side street and rear setbacks and meeting the non-residential parking ratio required in the Midtown Quarters Development Code. Next slide, please. Staff's recommendation is that the Planning Commission approve the design review permit in exception as conditioned. Additionally, the project is category, categorically exempt from CEQA under Section 15303, new construction. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. Um, does the Planning Commission have any questions? Who would like to start with questions for staff? 
ahead. Yes. Thank you, Grant. Um, I, I do have a question, and um, either for you or for, for Rachel. Um, so looking at the current layout of the lot, it's not too dissimilar from the proposed layout with regard to parking. So the requirement that 50% of the park, or the, the, the parking must be in the rear 50% of the lot, it wasn't in the rear 50% of the lot previously. So um, has that requirement, that requirement has, must have come into effect after the original auto zone building was constructed, or the, or the site was improved, is that, is that right? That's correct. Okay, okay, so that, so the, the exception being asked for is new to this, to this site. Correct. Okay. The, the pre-existing building had pre-existing standards at that time, okay. pre-Midtown Corridor Code. Okay, good. Thank you. That answers my question. Uh, sorry, did you say it was the, um, it's actually a city-owned lot uh, in the back? Correct. The parking lot south of the site, um, which could be accessed from South Catherine Drive as well, um, is a is a city-owned public parking lot. Interesting. Yeah. But but then the the work is all being done by by the AutoZone or the, the owners of the building. Um, city's not really related to any of the the kind of development there, but it'll kind of still serve as AutoZone parking. Or? Correct. Thank you. Thank you, Chair Lagerquist. Um, let's see. Thank you, staff. Good to see you tonight. Um, I didn't quite get through the DRC, second DRC meeting, but I watched the video on the first, so I kind of want to fill in the gap. There were questions about comments from DRC regarding a blue sky requirement. Was that put into the conditions of the project? Blue sky lighting standard? Blue sky? I'm sorry. Um, dark sky. Dark sky. I, I apologize. We have our standard lighting condition in there. It doesn't necessarily mention dark sky other than um, lighting to be faced downward, facing, and shielded from adjacent properties. Okay. And then in the first meeting, they asked that the downspouts be handled internally to the building. Is that how it ended up being? That's correct. The DRC uh, provided a recommendation that the downspouts be internalized, and that has been incorporated into the current project's design. Okay, and then also the driveway from East Main Street. Um, I guess I remember it used to be a bank years ago, and there was a double-wide driveway. Uh, so is this a single-wide driveway now from Main Street? Uh, no, it's still a double driveway. It's, um, I believe it's 30 feet in width. Okay. And then also there were some comments from DRC members asking staff to look at um, the corner of Catherine and Main Street and perhaps um, changing a possible bulb out in one of the directions. What came of that from staff? That was studied by staff. Um, there are turning lanes on Catherine, um, so a bulb out isn't possible at that location. 
So the applicant has incorporated um, a redo of the corner to make it ADA accessible um, and improve that corner um, because the bulb out wasn't possible there. Okay, thank you very much. Go ahead, Commissioner Condon. Okay, sorry, I, this box isn't working. <clears throat> On the uh, facade design, is it going to be similar? Is the applicant here? Are, are they here? Are they going to give a presentation? All right. I'll, uh, I'll save my questions for then. Thanks. Any other questions from the commission? I have a couple myself. Um, who owns the 78,000 square foot parking lot behind the proposed location? The city. Okay. And is that like, is, so will that be a shared driveway? That's correct. There's an easement for um, shared access. And then my other question was, um, so I, you know, when I was looking, and I, I don't know if this is where you were headed, but um, with the facade, you know, this is, gets into another place of, this is a little outside of this project, but, you know, design standards would be helpful in this situation where we have a, a building that's going to look like every other AutoZone ever built, whereas if we could get some more of the, I, 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 that keeps, we keep talking about those zoning, um, you know, definitions coming to the commission. Are we gonna see those? Like what, where are we at with those as we've been going through all the ordinances and such? We can put design standards for commercial buildings on the list. We just finished the uh, residential design objective standards. Um, so right now we just utilize the 1997 design guidelines um, versus standards since there are not any standards currently in the Midtown Development Code. I guess that, that's me requesting that we start looking at those. Um, I believe that's all the questions I have, I have at this time. Another question? Go ahead, Lucas. So I just wanted to, to follow up on my earlier question. Um, when, the, when the city does own some of the parking, how does that affect the parking requirements for a, for a project? Just, just curious. Um, is, it, is it kind of the same you know, number of parking spots as the number of parking spots? Or is there yeah, um, any different expectation of the applicant? Or? Expectation uh, is that there is a parking requirement in our code. Um, and that the properties would meet that on their property. Um, this is in a parking district in which there could be a possibility to apply for an additional permit. You could request a use permit to do an, a, a parking agreement with the city to utilize the parking, um, the parking lots owned by the city, but that would be an additional um, process along with fees and calculating out how much parking they would be utilizing in the city lot versus on-site so um, that is an option this wasn't requested at the for this project though and then one more this may be a better question to kick to the applicant I know this this building kind of caught on fire at one point and um, I actually didn't realize that the, the staff board said it was twice that it <laughs> caught on fire. Um, are there any kind of, you know, when you have a building that catches on fire, sometimes there's, I know from the Thomas fire, some, some kind of difficult cleanup involved. Uh, you know, is that, is that the case here or, you know, has that already been done? 
I believe permits have already been issued for the demo, um, which would require um, meeting those standards for, for demolition and, and uh, cleanup. So the, that permit has already been issued. Were there, uh, from the noticing, were there any responses back from um, any surrounding businesses, residents from the noticing? A gentleman from Stevens Market and Grill, um, southeast of the site, had reached out to me um, yesterday via phone, or sorry, Monday via phone, um, to provide comment. Um, said he was not in favor of the project. He preferred it to be a medical building, but he, um, he did say he would show it tonight. I don't, I'm not sure if uh, the gentleman is here. Thank you. Any other questions? No? Okay, uh, I'd like to invite the applicant to present. Perfect. Uh, perfect. Good evening, uh, newly formed commission chair, as well as other members of the commission. Thank you again for hearing our case tonight. My name is Jacob Glaze. I work for Kimley Horn. We're the civil engineer representing AutoZone on this project, um, but we do do all their permitting and everything else. Um, I first want to say thank you to staff. Um, they, staff's been super helpful through this process, guiding us through. Um, as was mentioned, the AutoZone did burn down twice. Um, once, um, and then we went through the demo permit. We did go through all the hazmat information, removed all those items from there, all bagged, tagged, all documented. Um, but then, of course, then there was another fire. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to getting the AutoZone back up there. All, all the staff for the AutoZone has since been displaced to other AutoZones. And I know some of them are local to the city and they would like to come back and work in their city. Um, so in terms of the presentation, I, it's honestly really a kind of similar to what was set forth in the other presentation, but I thought I'd just walk through a couple points on my end and then I'm gonna be here happy to answer any questions. And then I know some of the commissioners had asked some questions in terms of um, logistics. So I think staff did a great job about um, answering those, but I'll see if I can go ahead and answer those as well. So the existing site um, was formerly a bank. It was a takeover of a bank that AutoZone had done. Um, the bank was built with a 1960s kind of style design. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't include all the fire protections that we'd like to see in a normal building. Um, so the new building will have fire sprinklers and all the logistics of that. So this building itself, um, knowing that it was a takeover, is indeed not the AutoZone. I'm gonna call it the the prototypical design, the, the cookie cutter, the one that you would see in the, I'll call it the Midwest, my family's from the Midwest, so I can say it, but from the Midwest and in the middle of nowhere. Um, it doesn't have the AutoZone, um, some of the AutoZone features, some of the, the standards on that, but what we really did is we tried to work with staff as well as kind of with DRC twice um, to go back through with the design elements. So what I have on the screen right here is the original design that we presented to DRC and then our current design, which we came back with after DRC. A couple specifics, I'm sorry about that. A couple specifics in regards to that is the parapet, as you can see on the current design, extended around the entire building. Um, we usually, we only had it on the sides originally. DRC really wanted it wrapped around the sides, so we ended up um, doing that. You will see it on the, the, a couple slides in it forward, but the, the glazing across the front was recessed further um, in order to kind of give that three-dimensional look. The city does require a 65% glazing along the front. As you can see, it's significantly more than that to provide kind of that storefront design. Also, we ended up putting a door on Main Street as well as on the parking lot side. We only re really wanted the door on the parking lot side because 
that's mostly where people are gonna be accessing from their cars and their the parking spaces. But the city um, and staff was saying, well, we really want that storefront design, help us provide that storefront design, that walkability approach to it. Um, so well, a couple other things, we there was a couple comments about the grid patterns, the horizontal alignments, making sure that the windows along the, the line, the, along the, along the kind of, I'm gonna call it the light gray area, I can get more detail if needed. But along the light gray area, we're aligned more with uh, the brick patterns. If you go, go to the next slide there. So this is again, just a, a little bit of a zoom in. Um, it shows the parapet mostly here and talks a little bit more about some of the, uh, the flashing and the metal caps that are associated with just around the, the windows. Next slide, please. Um, again, side profile view. One of the comments was talking about the internal downspouts. You can see that the downspouts originally on the, on the original design were exterior. Those have all since been moved interior. Um, you also see that the, um, the parapet wall was increased in height to make sure that we're shielding of the, of the HVAC units. And then along the, along the actual, I'm gonna call again, the light gray area, you can see that the more, there's a, a little bit more of a grid pattern that aligns with the windows, a, lot, a little bit more symmetrical um, as well as there. Next slide, please. Again, just showing the rear side of the building. Staff kind of walk through this. Next slide. Um, just another visual of what these uh, will look like from the side street. Next slide, please. Shows the building section. Um, we thought that would be important. Staff was, or sorry, DRC was uh, requesting that as part of their um, as part of their process. Next slide, please. Um, this shows the sidewalls. As you can see, we have I'm going to call it the different bearings of height. Um, we had the parapet, the parapet wall on the top, but also kind of that 3D element where you had the different facades of the building. Next slide. Um, and then this is the main front facade where you can see all the different elements along the, uh, along the building, the roof, um, where the parapet wall is. You can see there's the bump outs, the bump ins, kind of again, giving that more visual storefront. Next slide, same thing, next slide. Um, another thing that was mentioned during that, I know one of the DRC commissioners was very um, knowledgeable about his landscaping, so he had some good comments about landscaping. And if you can just go to the next slide, because I think it does a little bit better. Um, in our original design, we proposed for two trees along, the, along Main Street. Um, in the revised design, you can see that we've increased the tree count by, I think, four times, if my math is right there. We added trees along the the southern side of the, the proposed auto zone adjacent to the stalls. We had a trees in the rear of the site along the shared drive for the city's parking lot. Um, and we just added additional landscaping to try to figure out where we could add landscaping um, to help promote the project. Next slide. And then there was a comment regarding DRC just to clarify some of the drainage. Um, I forget the exact street name, but right one, on a street right next door, the city um, went through a huge green design for one of their streets. Um, we thought that would be, of course, it's required, but we also thought it'd be important to make sure it's incorporated on this project. So we have uh, the, all our BMPs, treatment devices. Um, given the size of the site, the BMP is underground. Um, so just because it's a condensed site to try to make all those parking stalls match in there. Um, but we do have all the BM tree, BMP treatments and everything else. A couple of the comments that were, that were walked through again, it was a 1960s style architecture um, the, city the city at that time did not have um, standards for the parking lots where all the parking stalls were. And so because of that, there wasn't a, I'm gonna call it a variance needed for where the parking stalls were located. I think that was one of the questions. 
Um, dark sky was also a comment. Um, we went through running our photometrics. Our photometrics are having a zero trespass. So what that means is our lights will not expand into the neighbor's lights or into the neighbor's yard so that we went through and do a photometric design so that way we're not having uh, light pollution into the neighbor's yard. One of the other comments was the driveway on Main Street. So as of currently, um, even though part of it's blocked off with a fence, there's actually two driveways out there now. There's one single one-way driveway and there's a dual, dual driveway. The dual driveway is more for people going through where the single driveway is more intended probably for what was an ATM or a drive up ATM at one point. Um, we are since removing that one single driveway and just combining it into one dual driveway. That one dual driveway is a requirement to have fire access that enters the site. Um, another comment was the corner ramp at Catherine. We worked with Public Works to figure out how we can make that design work. It is tight, but we are able to provide a fully upgraded accessible ramp that AutoZone will pay for. We will pull an encroachment permit to do the work in the public right away to do that. Um, we talked about the, or the staff presented on the rear parking lot, how it is indeed city owned. There's ECR agreements and documents associated with that. So AutoZone has the right to do that, right to access that while the city has the right to maintain that, utilize that driveway as well. But we worked through all the, uh, the ECR requirements and stuff with that. Their comment was the, the parking itself. Um, AutoZone designed this lot so it could be standalone parking. Um, that is what the city's requirement is. We thought it would be good to have the site as its own standalone instead of having to rely, having to utilize the city lot um, just because we didn't want to have to apply for the other variants selfishly. Um, we talked about the AutoZone being standalone. Um, we talked about the demo permit that was already pulled. And then the last comment um, regarding the gentleman uh, at the market to the south, he actually came and, or get, came and spoke at the actual DRC meeting that should be on file for, I think it was the second one. Um, but he did ask a couple questions. Mostly his questions were regarding um, patrons of the previous AutoZone changing their oil in the parking lot, um, as well as just some trash or anything inside of the parking lot. And then his other concern was he didn't like that the construction fence was there because it said it limited visibility to his site, as well as it promoted um, people that weren't supposed to be there. And so um, we did address his concerns, but in essence, what his, the remarks that we had is, AutoZone has um, signs around the site. They have signs on the building, do not change your oil there. We have the water treatment system that will actually treat anybody that actually dumps the oil onto there. Um, AutoZone will put out temporary trash cans. Um, the staff will go out there and monitor the parking lot. And then in regards to the fence, we would love to take down the fence and build the AutoZone sooner than later to get um, those, auto, those staff back there as well as to get the, uh, the people that shouldn't be there that are causing problems into that area. And then of course, with the removal of that, he'll have the site visibility. So um, I, I did remark those comments. Um, he has also met with AutoZone. He met with them um, yesterday out on site because um, AutoZone's construction manager, knowing that we are gonna be having this meeting today is hoping that we can start start getting pre-upped with a general contractor. So the AutoZone construction manager, as well as the store manager from the from the site, were out actually out on site. He did come out of the site, had expressed those comments to him. Um, and so we had, again, addressed those same questions with him. So hopefully I've done a little bit of a good job presenting what our case is um, and are hopefully have answered some of the questions that were presented here. Again, I'm happy to uh, answer any questions. And again, I wanna thank staff for getting us to this, uh, to this point. We didn't wanna have an AutoZone burn down, but at the end of the day, we're hoping to uh, get these people back there. So thank you for your time tonight. Thank you so much for your presentation. Uh, Commission, who would like to start with questions for the applicant? 
Anyone have any questions? I do. Um, thank you. Um, first of all, what was the cause of the fires? Uh, both of the fires were, I, I would probably, I'll defer to the police code, the number one thing, um, but both the cause of the fires. The second one I know was from people being on site that shouldn't have been on site. Um, and based on the first comment, at least that I was told, is that there was a um, tent that was pitched next to it and it caught fire the, the first one as well. Um, so that's what I was told um, for both of those, but I would defer back to police code in case I'm yeah. misspeaking there. On Interesting, because the, the I thought it was like poured concrete wall or steel and glass. I don't know what would catch fire. but You wouldn't think that something like, I mean, yeah. fire, fire does get hot and can and burn well, stuff. Well, whenever yeah. you have spark plugs and motor oil in the same <laughs> building, what could possibly happen? Um, sorry to make light of it. I'm sorry this happened. No, I, I, yes. Um, uh, secondarily, the glass frontage on Main Street, it's significant glass frontage. I've been in the store many times uh, to pick up spark plugs and oil. Um, and those windows are going to be obscured by racks of merchandise. So my suggestion uh, for your consideration here is, can you put murals, or they have those beautiful window coverings now, either of neat cars or scenic areas of Ventura, some beautification process on the on the glass because right now it, it's going to look like an empty office building with no light or anything coming through. Uh, and I've always viewed, I mean, this is, you know, there's a stop sign, uh, stop light there, and mm -hmm. I've always viewed it as an opportunity to visually attract the eye. Right now, AutoZone in red is pretty, you know, it's pretty bright. But um, if something could be done to beautify the windows, uh, I think it would add to people... Um, the visibility for AutoZone, but also beautify, beautify the neighborhood a little bit. Yeah, commission, I was gonna say chair, commissioner now. Um, commissioner, I think that's a great, um, a great idea. I think we'll be happy to work with staff through that process. Um, I know there's always the comment, if we put a car there, does that mean it's more signage? Um, and does that bring in the signage aspect of now we're adding additional signage and everything else? So I've, I've had that before where we thought it'd be great to put a car or put something on there and then the city came back and issued us a code violation because it was more signage than we, than we had allocated. Right. But if, if staff's in alignment with that, I think we're happy to work with staff on putting something behind there um, that represents either the city or the, the brand of auto um, or something so that you're not just looking um, at dark, dark yeah, we have, glazing. There are, throughout the city, there are beautiful photographic murals of the beach or the pier or the hillsides and just some way to beautify those windows. Otherwise, they're just gonna be dark and yep. not used. Yeah, we're happy, again, happy to work with uh, staff on, on that. Thank you. Thank you. Other commissioners, questions for the applicant? Commissioner Farley. Thank you, um, I appreciate the the improvement to the site, um, I also use the store as well. Um, I often go through the back of the store. And so my first question is, with the change in the floor plan and the more focal point towards the, the frontage and out towards Main Street, how are customers going to be directed in using the site? Um, it looks like you still have an ADA access ramp in the back, or maybe that's just for, um, you know, for secondary use. Um, but if you could explain kind of how the site will be used on that interior floor plan. Yeah, Commissioner, I'd be happy to. I'm just going to see if there's a, a slide that's the best for that. Could you actually go to the last slide, if you don't mind? It's a water quality slide, but bear with me. Um, oh, 
So, um, so right at the, I'm going to call it the, probably where the driveway is off of main street on right. Yeah. Right there. So there is a door that's located that will enter. Exactly. Perfect. We'll enter into the parking lot. Um, but there is also a door that will enter off of main street too. So it's a two style door inside of that area. Um, everything on the rear of the site will be either emergency access or for deliveries of those. So we really like to separate where, I'm gonna call it the deliveries are happening versus where the customer is shopping. So you kind of have, you don't have the intermix of, of staff as well as product. Um, but so anybody parking either in the rear of the site or the parking lot would probably enter through, I'm gonna call it walk over that, walk over those truncated domes. So a zero inch curb, truncated domes, accessibility. Um, and then from there into the actual store. Um, and then anybody walking to the facility would enter probably off of Main Street um, into that, that main entrance. So generally keeping kind of the same feel as the, as the bank with the, I'm gonna call it the existing structure with the exception that there is that door entering in the parking lot more so than just the door off Main Street. Thanks for clarifying because I think whenever I had used the store before I parked in the rear parking spaces that are on the back of the building um, and I found it to be rather awkward because it doesn't face the street. It's not very inviting as well as you get what people are quoting as, you know, changing oil in the parking lot. I witnessed that myself. Yeah. Um, so I think moving that to the front and making that more visible to the main street, I think will reduce that there. Um, I also appreciate the increased landscaping. The prior building was rather stark, almost industrial looking. Um, and I think although we may not have design standards that we can hold them to, I, I really appreciate the increased landscaping and, and thoughtfulness of the DRC. Um, and I also appreciate, you know, the mention of dark skylighting and having the appropriate lighting that the city does require, which is downward facing and, and doesn't um, shine brightly upward. Um, so I, I'm appreciative of the design, but I would um, also like to see some better design guidelines so that we can have buildings that are a little bit more interesting. Not to say AutoZone is not interesting. It, it's just a rather simple design. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, I was just curious about the curious about the uh, water treatment uh, system that you mentioned. Uh, that seems, you know, important and helpful. With given, yeah, that folks do probably change their oil in that parking lot, and yeah, I'd love to learn more about that. Yeah, happy to uh, happy to answer your questions, Commissioner. Um, and actually, I'm a civil engineer, so I'll nerd out a little bit on that. Hopefully, not too much. But um, with that being said, so the entire site, um, as you can see, the imagine the rainwater is the the red arrows on site. They will all enter the proposed storm drain catch basin, which is gonna be on the left-hand side. Um, the entire site drains to that. Of course, it's sized to handle that. Um, from there, the water will go into what I'm gonna call is that, that hydrodynamic separator that removes your trashes and some of your, your oils and your toxins. Um, from there, then it goes into what is your underground detention system. So what that does is it diverts to any water pre-storm um, pre events. So therefore, we're not discharging more than our allocated storm into the street. What that is, um, you're saying that, well, the existing site was parking lot, the existing site was building. Um, it probably should drain the same. How the city of, um, well, actually, how, how, the county, um, how the county handles that is you have to take everything down to what the pre-existing condition is, which would have been dirt, um, and how, do you, how is your site affecting that? So really, we're, we're holding that water in our site, and then ultimately it'll get discharged out of our site into a, what am I call as a parkway drain. So those little holes that pop through your, your curve face, it'll get popped um, right into there. But in essence, water enters a catch basin, goes through this hydrodynamic separator, removes all the liquid, or removes all the trash, removes all the oils, then goes in this underground detention system, holds the water, and then from there, um, it kind of weirs out into, uh, into, into Main Street. Um, they're, not, they're not 
inexpensive systems by any means. A lot of people like to put them above ground, put your detention basins above ground. That's a lot more economical and affordable, but given the fact that our site just doesn't have the, the room to do it, we had to keep it above ground and we thought it, or sorry, below ground. And again, we thought it was important to make sure that our site was uh, self-parked in order to do that. The city, again, has an awesome um, green street that they had done. And I, I've driven through it a couple different times um, with my son, but it's, uh, it's down the way from here and it has all a bunch of above ground of those water treatment systems. So it has all the, the flow gutters and everything else that it treats the water through um, gravity where something like this is more um, man-made treatment. Sorry if I got a little nerded out there. That was great, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the question. I, I have a follow-up question with that. What is the what was the st planned storm event? How much you know? What is the capacity? It's a hundred-year storm event. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Any other questions for the applicant? I have a couple. If everyone else is finished, okay. Um, so looking at this at the plan, I, I, I assume that it was um, evaluated whether you could flip the building to face Main Street the long ways and have the parking in the rear? Was that, a, was that it, it, it was looked at. Um, so, and that's, again, I'm a visual person, but in essence, if you, if you look at that, it's not a, it's not a perfect box per se chair. Um, it's more of a rectangle. And so in flipping the rectangle, it encroaches on that driveway on yeah, main street. That was my next question. And then it eliminates the, it eliminates the opportunity for dual parking on either side of the drive aisle. It would have caused um, single, single. I'm gonna call it single loaded parking, um, and then therefore doing that, and then also that starts to mess with your your fire access and the actual turn that the fire truck um, can make. Yeah, that actually was what I was assuming, but wanted Perfect. to ask the question. Um, I wanted to agree with Commissioner Farley. I also really appreciate the increased landscaping. I think that will really help. Um, and let's see, did I have any other? Oh, how how is it in, in the report? It says that the you know the South Catherine Drive will be the primary entrance. How is that? I just didn't understand how that's like enforced or you know. I just if you could elaborate a little bit on that, that'd be great. Yeah, so that's staff's report. So I might defer back to staff a little bit more on on that on that response. Um, but the main the main reason or the main thought for that is that's really there's signage that directs people to that rear public parking because it is city owned parking. Um, so there's part there's signage throughout the city or not throughout the city, but there's signage in that area that directs people to go down that um, down that way. And so it provides that more convenient. Um, on Main Street, Main Street is, I'm not gonna call it a thoroughfare, but it is, people are driving in, in both directions and driving there. So it's more of an opportunity for people to maybe make a, a left-hand turn into the driveway on a Catherine than make a left-hand turn on Main Street. I think that probably was one of the thought processes, but staff, if I'm mistaken on that, please correct me. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. I do have a comment on that uh, turn. Right now, it would be legal uh, looking at Main Street. I think the majority of traffic is gonna come from the top of the illustration and make a right-hand turn on Catherine or a right-hand turn into the parking space. But it would be a legal maneuver to come from the east or the south on Main Street and make a left over the double yellow. It would be legal, but it's, mildly dangerous to do so because it's 50 feet from a 
stoplight uh, with one, two, three, four, five intersections to it. Um, so I, I, I hope staff's recommendation is heeded by everybody who shops there and they go the Catherine route because that's the safest way to get into the parking area. But because the front door is near Main Street now, I think a lot of people are gonna jump that um, double yellow and try and make that left. So I, I think the uh, speed limit there is sufficiently slow that it won't be that big a problem, but it'll be more of a problem than it has been. Just saying. All right, thank you so much. Really yep. appreciate your time. Th thank you again and congratulations on the new. <laughs> thank you. Okay, with that, um, I believe I need to open it up for public comment. Thank you, Chair. We have not received any public comments for this item. Okay, then I guess we can close the public comment. All right, so with that, uh, we can go into deliberation. Would anyone like to start the discussion? Commissioner Comden. Um, I think as Commissioner McCarty indicated, this is a continuation of a parking situation that they had before. It just requires us to make an exception uh, now because codes have changed. Uh, the parking has not been as robust as it is proposed. There's going to be a lot more on the side of the building, so it'll be more visual than it had been before. Uh, the landscaping will help. Um, and uh, I don't really see any problems with it as planned. Uh, I am concerned about any opportunities for people to be there after hours and create problems like you've had before. So while I very much want the dark sky um, lighting, especially for the people across the street on Catherine, the residential neighborhood uh, is not affected by the lighting. Um, I don't know if there's plan to have uh, any trigger lighting that if someone were to be on premise after hours, that lighting would turn on temporarily on that south side. Um, but I just wanna prevent any malfeasance happening after hours. Commissioner McCarty. So uh, I, I agree with <clears throat> uh, Commissioner Comden's uh, observations about the, the parking. And you know my initial question was regarding the exception. I, I don't see any issues at all with granting an exception for that. I've used that lot before. And this the, the current design is certainly an improvement over what's there now. So that's, uh, to me, that's, that's not an issue at all. I think it's, uh, from my layman's eye on the rest of the layout, I think it's been uh, well thought out and well designed. Um, and I, I'll echo the sentiments of the other commissioners that the uh, improved landscaping is also a, a very big plus. So uh, I don't see any issues at all with, uh, from my perspective. Commissioner Zucker and then Abby. Yeah, I agree with fellow commissioners uh, around the, the parking variance. That 50% that in the rear is probably like the most common variance that, that I think we see on the, on the planning commission. And, and we typically tend to, to, to grant it, not that we always have to. But um, yeah, I think the, the intent there is for Main Street to feel walkable and, and not like you're kind of, when you're walking down Main Street, you're just walking in a big concrete desert of a, you know, of a vast parking lot, right? But I, um, yeah. I, I think the applicant gave a gave a perfectly reasonable explanation for why they had to configure this this the way they did, and 
um, that that made sense to me. And there's still, you know, having that door on Main Street, um, you know, although I hear Commissioner Comden's point around, maybe it'll encourage folks to, <laughs> to pull and make the dangerous turn there. I mean, um, yeah, maybe the plus side is that it does kind of activate Main Street a little bit more. Um, uh, you know, and, and um, yeah, happy to see that that kind of water treatment. Uh, I thought that was an interesting point on the, um, uh, you know, on the oil changes in the parking lot and, you know, everything associated with a with an auto zone. Um, just a, a, a random thought that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just always surprised uh, by the amount of kind of uh, free public parking that exists throughout our city since that's been such a big uh, <laughs> controversial topic this, this week um, that's paid for and maintained by us as the taxpayer and the, the public, right, and, and public dollars um, that businesses and residents are, are able to utilize. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like, wouldn't have expected, right, that the AutoZone parking lot is like a, you know, taxpayer-funded, uh, you know, kind of a kind of thing, right? But it, but um, that that exists in little pockets all over. Um, just observation. Thank you, Chair Lagerquist. Um, I wanted to thank uh, the applicant for being uh, so responsive to DRC and the staff. I observed the video of the first meeting and most of the second. I didn't quite get to the end of that video, but so I want to first of all thank the applicant. Um, I want to thank DRC. I think they did a, a really good job, an excellent job of looking at many different aspects of this project. Uh, to hear all five of them as the landscaper and, and some of the other commissioners, I really appreciated their input. I think it made it a much better project and I want to thank staff I want to thank staff for working real well with the applicant and with DRC as well. Um, I don't th have anything more to add. Um, I think it's a, a good project. And uh, the variance, um, just because of the historical use, the fact that the landscaping is going to greatly improve the look of that, um, I'm not in this instant opposed to the variance, and I support the project. Thank you. I wanted to just comment as well, agreeing with my fellow commissioners, and want to thank the applicant and staff and, and DRC as well. I think this is turning out to be a, a better project um, with the, the combined efforts of everyone. And I just wanted to also just um, acknowledge the, the ADA um, improvements that will be made. That's, that's really a, a really welcomed addition to the project and to our community. So really want to thank the applicant and staff for working for that and, and getting that uh, in part of the project. Great. Uh, just my final comments. Um, again, reiterating, appreciate the landscaping. I agree with Chair Comden on the lighting concerns. I don't recommend any changes are made about that. Um, I have no issues with the uh, exception for parking either. I think it, it um, you know, works with what is available and, and, and certainly is trying to maintain uh, what we're after. I want to express two concerns um, and mostly for the city or for city staff I I have some significant concerns about that turn off of Main Street um, especially coming from the east both from a motor vehicle and a pedestrian perspective I, there aren't that many aprons on Main Street for most of those businesses and so I am a little concerned for having that entrance on Main Street um, I am a cyclist which most people know and so that intersection is a little bit gnarly um, I'm not sure there's anything to do. Um, 
I don't know if any sort of signage, at least for pedestrians that are walking across that apron on the sidewalk, could or or for motor vehicles pulling in and out of the parking lot, so no one gets run over. Just some thoughts there. And then, um, and then again, my last. Um, just want to reiterate the uh, design requirements. Hopefully, we get to see those sometime in the future. So, uh, but again, very much appreciate everybody's work it's a great project and appreciate the applicant and staff and everyone's work if i might add if you're interested in having signage that could both or, or separately direct vehicles exiting and entering and then um, signage that alerts pedestrians of the crosswalk or perhaps paint you could include a condition um, that speaks generally to that and we can work with public works and um, other city staff and the applicants to make sure that the appropriate signage is there particularly once the building is done and we can kind of see where the right place is to put those signs to make sure that it's safe um, something like an, a sign as someone is exiting and then some way to note to someone that it is an active driveway as they start crossing by foot would the commission be amenable to that um, you're asking if we'd be amenable to having not not making it a requirement, but to have staff and the applicant look at it to see uh, uh, feasibility, or you is this something you want to require? Um, well, I, I'm open to discussion. I personally would like to require it. I have concerns about vehicles turning left out of that driveway across traffic, and then and then again concerns about pedestrians crossing that apron and cars not looking you know if a car is taking a right they're going to look left and they're not going to look right at people walking on the sidewalk and just in just scenarios like that and, and the only reason i bring it up is because again there are through that whole section there are very few driveway aprons um most of the most of those businesses are accessed from the, the side street so um, but i'm open to discussion I just had a question, and, and this might be onerous, but limiting that um, potential uh, northbound left turn with, I, I know we see in public works, they'll put those, not cones, but they're like orange pylons that just uh, prevent a turn into a drive aisle. Um, that would potentially reduce that. That is a, uh, a very complicated intersection, particularly for folks on bicycles and and, and you see folks often even walking, pushing strollers um, and, and other things. And so, yes, the, it, is, um, it can be a little tricky. So I don't know, I don't know if that's uh, a huge impairment uh, to the applicant uh, or with staff, but potentially something I just, have just thought about. Sure, can I, could, could I ask, what is the actual distance from the street light to that apron that people could turn in on Main Street? Do we have an approximation? It's, it's the width of the building plus 10 feet. You, if you can, you can estimate it easily, the, the width of that double driveway is 30 feet in the, in the current configuration. So if you can bring up. Yeah, I'm gonna guess it's about 75 feet. The driveway width is about 30 and then 20 feet for a parking spot and then how you know, guesstimating how much yeah. the building width is, is about 30. The thing I don't want to have happen is someone trying to make a left-hand turn 
and then realizing somewhat a pedestrian is impeding their entry into the driveway and them sticking out and oncoming cars then either having to brake or maneuver around. There isn't a lot of pedestrianism around there right now, but that could change. If I may add, Public Works can review maybe right in, right out off of there. Um, I mean, just starting with signage and can take note of those. Um, they take note of those complaints that happen within the right-of-way, in the, in the streets, whether it's... Um, parking-related, light-related, re so they do take note of those um, and would make improvements in the future um, based on certain complaints that occur. Um, I think a good start is to do some sort of signage, uh, right in, right out, or pedestrian um, signs saying people are walking. Um, so I think that that's something that we can review. Public Works did not provide any comments on this. Um, I can't, I'm speculating as to maybe it's not as big of an issue right now um, in the future if there are more pedestrians that could occur. Um, but Public Works typically looks at that as well if there is some sort of reoccurring issue at this intersection, whether it's pedestrians or accidents or um, illegal turns or however that works. So um, just a added note there. Okay, well, so I would ask the commission, you know, I think our options are, do we want to uh, put a condition that requires it or put a condition for feasibility? And having said that, I, I don't like leaving it up to when somebody actually gets hit before something is done. Um, so I would prefer that some sort of signage is required immediately. Um, feasibility can also be done, you know, in that process. But I just, I ride through there a lot. It's it's busy already. It's true there's not a lot of pedestrians, but there's a lot of traffic and traffic turning into traffic and a five-point intersection. Is, it's just very challenging. If, if we're going to consider adding a new requirement, I'd, I'd appreciate to get the applicant's feedback on us imposing that requirement before we do so. I would agree with that. Can, can I give the applicant their five minutes? Yes, please, go ahead. Perfect, thank you, Commissioner. Um, I, I think there's a, I think brought up some great concerns. Probably what I would suggest, and I'm gonna go out there on a limb, um, but the entrance that's leaving onto Main Street, um, we're gonna put a stop bar there to present a stop condition. I think you wait underneath of that stop sign, you put a right only. Um, and then I think the, actually on the driveway, and it's not implemented as much, I'll call it, in the Ventura County area, but if you go, start to go on more the, the Southern California, San Diego area, on a lot of these more driveways that are kind of going in between buildings, usually what they do is they put truncated domes. Um, so the little bumps that you kind of see on the edge of the accessibility ramps, and it actually used to be a standard, it was a state standard for about six months um, until they changed, until Caltrans DOT changed it. Um, but usually you put truncated domes on either side of the driveway and then what that does is it lets the, somebody know that they're actually crossing a vehicular um, access way. And so if I could go ahead and put a right out only underneath of the stop bar or underneath the stop sign and then also have truncated domes on the southern portion of the driveway and then northern portion of the driveway, three foot wide meeting your accessible requirements, I think that would help tell, the, uh, tell somebody walking on there that they would know what's going on. And it's something that we've done on other projects um, as well as accessibility improvements. I do work for a couple of cities, so that would be my suggestion. Go 
ahead. I have a question regarding those uh, those domes. Would it not, um, for visually impaired people, indicate to them that they were getting into a street situation? Or you said there's applications where this is used on a sidewalk to alert people that there's an active driveway as well? Correct. Okay. So uh, the what you just proposed sounds like a very reasonable and excellent solution to me. So that, that sounds very good. I'm glad you're amenable to that. See, and if I sorry to jump in, see, I mean safety is the number one concern. At the end of that's what we're all we're here for. We're for, for our constituents, but also for safety. So, and as a licensed professional, I would want to make sure we're presenting safety as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Is any other questions or comments? Go ahead, Lucas. Yeah, I'd, I'd support as well. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of taking action now to, to condition it. I, yeah, agree that we don't need to, to wait till something happens. And and I do think that that midtown area has just transformed so much. You know, um, just over the past ten years or so, and and probably will continue to, and you know, become become more active. Um, and I, I thought the applicants, you know, suggested were sensible. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they uh, address cyclist safety as much as pedestrian safety, but um, but yeah, I mean, my, my inclination on, on these types of things is to take the action now, but leave it flexible for staff to work with the applicant on the exact details. Like, I'm not an engineer. I don't, you know, um, I, don't, I don't think it's the best use of all of our time on the, you know, on the commission here to kind of like try to, you know, engineer exactly what, what the signage should say. And, you know, um, and I think I trust our, trust our staff to do that. But I would be um, absolutely in favor of, of kind of taking action with a condition tonight. Yeah, and just to address that concern, I mean, the right hand only out of the would would considerably help cyclists for sure. Um, so, um, so do we want to create a requirement for staff to create some sort of signage, or do we want to go with the applicant's suggestion, his suggestions of right hand turn? Do we how specific do we want to be, Commissioner Farley? Um, I would suggest that we condition that we investigate what the applicant has proposed. Sounds like he's got some technical knowledge that would be logical, but rely on public works and city staff to make the final call. Obviously, they have state requirements and building code requirements they have to meet, so I would fall back on that. Can we, staff, can we write that up as a condition like that? <laughs> Any other comments, concerns? So, so just, just to clarify, so given that um, added condition, that that wouldn't you don't envision this coming back to us we're, we're essentially approving it based on that condition with public works review yeah with yep. the the fine word working of staff i think that they would be able to handle that themselves okay yeah. that sounds great all right do i have a i move uh, to approve with that condition in place a second. A second whoever wants mr clerk could we take a vote Okay, we have a motion and a second to approve the design review and exception with the condition. Um, we'll take a roll call for this vote. Uh, Commissioner Farley? Yes. Commissioner McCarty? Yes. Commissioner Abbey? Yes. Commissioner Zucker? Yes. Commissioner Comden? Yes. Vice Chair Busa? Yes. Chair Lagerquist? Yes. All ayes. Yes, thank you so much. And again, thank you to staff. It's been super helpful for the process. I appreciate you all. Thank you.
Good evening, Planning Commissioners. Congratulations, Chair, Vice Chair, and Happy New Year to everyone, both here and watching at home. Um, really not a lot to say that I didn't say earlier. We brought an item with an extensive amount of zone text amendments to your last meeting, and obviously that was put on pause temporarily. Uh, we're still working on it behind the scenes. It's obviously very complicated. I know some of you have reached out with questions, and I really want to make sure we're getting thoughtfully back to you. I will respond to all of your emails about those questions and also include those questions in our next staff report because I think they're really helpful to share amongst all of you. You all had really great questions about it. Um, so you should see that in February. Um, we also have a general plan advisory committee meeting next week, actually two, the first on Monday, January 29th, and the second on Tuesday, January 30th. And for um, commissioners and those of you watching at home, you can find out more information on our general plan website, planventura.com. Um, with that, I also want to congratulate Grant on doing a really great job on his presentation. Welcome to the Planning Commission. And um, I just wanted to thank staff again for being here. And that's it. Thanks so much. Any commissioners have any, anything to add? I just want to also thank Grant. Um, I actually really appreciated the visuals that you added when you were speaking about each slide. Um, so really appreciate that was very well done. All right, with that, I guess I can adjourn the meeting for the first time. All right, thank you guys. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations.